Well, hello and welcome back to the <laughs> KSB Live uh, Legislative Session Webinars, uh, the special preview of the 2020 session. We are recording this, if you're not joining us live, on Friday morning at 10.30 on the 10th, is that correct? Uh, I'm joined by Leah Flyter and uh, Scott Rothschild. Uh, Rob Gilligan is doing our controls, but since he seems to be just getting the cough and cold that I'm just getting over <laughs> yeah, with. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, you're very <laughs> welcome. I didn't want to come back to work, but I thought I needed to. So Rob is not mic'd up, but he'll he'll hand signal us anything we, we may be forgetting. So today what we're going to do is be kind of giving a, a quick preview of the start of the legislative session uh, next week on Monday, and then talking about some of the issues that we expect to be coming up. Um, we'll be returning to our regular time next Friday. We're going to tell you now that we are considering moving our normal time uh, to to 10:30 or at least earlier on Friday. We want some feedback on this. The reason is we're kind of thinking as now at least half the number of people who view this do in a recorded form. So part of our thought is well the sooner we can get the information out to people, you can view it as you wish. But if we have like a lot of people saying no no we really love doing it at noon, we'll consider that or or 12:30. So please share information. And as we begin, as always, we want to tell you that if you want to text, email, tweet, or enter on the screen, we will be monitoring all of that if you have questions as we go. So before plunging into next week, any introductory thoughts uh, from uh, from uh, Leo or Scott? Well, I think uh, we're all kind of uh, relieved that the major Gannon uh, discussion appears to be over, but we know we still have to monitor the situation and there will continue to be some accountability issues that we're going to have to deal with, but it will be uh, interesting to see other issues rise to the top, we hope, this year. Right. Yeah, and I can't remember a session where Gannon or Montoy weren't you right. know, front and center. So it will be interesting to see what uh, what's on the minds of a lot of legislators. You know, we've, we've kind of said may, maybe this is one where schools will be a little bit of a lower key issue, right. but we all think we may be jinxing right. if we say that too loud. <laughs> so we're just going to have to see how it plays out. Well, let's talk very quickly about what may be happening next week. The House and Senate will return to formal session at 2 o'clock Monday. Usually that's all that happens on Monday. On Tuesday, most committees or many committees will start meeting for the first time. We're beginning to get agendas coming into our office. As always, follow your KASB calendar. We hope you know, all know how to access that on a daily basis from our website or, or for social media links. We'll continue to do that and be updating as that information comes in. Wednesday, we want to note, very importantly, will be the first day of our Advocacy and Action Seminar. Uh, anyone want to talk a little bit about the exciting things we've got planned for Wednesday? Wednesday. We have a lot of uh, great speakers and information lined up for Wednesday. We're going to have um, Attorney General Derek Schmidt, who's going to come in and talk to us about uh, his office's effort to stem the increase in youth suicide in Kansas. It's a very important conversation for all of us. We know student mental health and student safety is really going to be a focus this year on a number of issues. We're also going to have uh, Secretary of State Scott Schwab. As you know, the Secretary 
Secretary of State is in charge of running elections in Kansas. He's going to talk to us about how students can be more engaged uh, in the political and legislative process, and so that'll be some great uh, information from him as well. Right. Those of you that are looking for ways, as so many districts are, to better engage your students around civic engagement, looking for real-world activities and relevance, Secretary is really pushing the idea of getting student volunteers to be a, a part both to support the electoral process and an opportunity to get uh, kids more involved earlier. So uh, that's going to be good. And then, so that that's going to be kind of the morning. We'll do some previewing like this over lunch, uh, allow uh, school board members and others to head to, and again, a lot of different people attend. The afternoon will be kind of reserved for going to the state house to meet right. your legislators. And then what are we looking at in the evening? Well, in the evening, uh, we have our reception for legislators, and, the, and of course, I think Wednesday evening is when the governor gives right. her state of the state, which pretty much sets the tone, uh, is kind of the preview for the budget that comes the next day, but it kind of sets the tone for the legislative session. We will be having a watch party for that, so you can... Uh, uh, you know, refreshments, okay. light hors d'oeuvres, and listen to the governor. <laughs> have a nice, have a nice <laughs> drink and listen to the governor, and uh, and it should be interesting. I mean, the governor uh, obviously this week has rolled out some interesting uh, Medicaid expansion and things like that, so it'll be interesting to hear what she has to say. That's correct, and that'll give a chance then. As always, we will invite all legislators will be invited to, to stop by, and typically about half the legislators mm-hmm. do at least stop by at one point, so it's really helpful if we have school leaders there to, to meet and <clears throat> greet them as long as <clears throat> as well as our staff um, so that'll be a very busy week that'll be Wednesday Thursday we will have and we're going to preview those a little bit a number of special interest breakout topics during the morning also at what we think will be nine o'clock we haven't heard for sure the budget director Larry Campbell will be briefing on the budget details the uh, House Appropriations and Senate Ways and Means Committee will be paying attention to that I will be then scurrying around to try to uh, update. We'll have a a breakout session I'll be doing at 11 o'clock, we hope, on the details of the budget and other questions you might have. Uh, And then we will be having a noon presentation that we're very excited about on the issue of foster, foster kids in Kansas. Yeah, in fact, um, that is going to feature the two uh, reporters who did such great work um, kind of exposing as part of a nationwide study uh, the, the issues with foster care across the nation and, and how those impact Kansas kids. So the great, great, uh, uh, great investigative work on their part. I've worked with both of these reporters before. I think they're, they're good presenters and not, it's not going to be a fun conversation because no. it underscores some of the real challenges we have, but I think it'll be good information for, for uh, educational leaders to hear and we appreciate them coming. There's then going to be a brief opportunity, kind of a wrap up, some breakout discussion, dis- some discussion opportunities between our participants, uh, administrative leaders, to kind of talk about how you can better frame issues. So we think it's going to be a really exciting uh, two days. And then, of course, Friday we'll move into, well, our, our first full webinar of the session. So we certainly hope uh, we you can join us uh, next Wednesday and Thursday for the Institute, or at least be with us in spirit, I guess. So So following that, we, will, we wanted to talk a little bit about what we see are some of the key issues coming up. 
again, giving you the opportunity if you have questions for us to communicate those. I'm going to just touch on what we think will be some of the lead topics and let Scott and Leah respond to any of those. You know, one of the things that, uh, as Leah pointed out, we we are not waiting for action on school finance. School finance is likely to work its way into some of the issues we'll talk about. We're going to present these topics around what KSB calls our pathways to success. They're part of the topics of our legislative program and our priority resolution that was adopted uh, by our delegate assembly uh, about a month ago right. uh, that guides kind of our work. Uh, that first topic is the issue of quality legisl- quality educators. Big issue that I think we'll be focused on for most of our districts is how we can have uh, competitive salaries and benefits uh, for educational leaders and filling new positions that we have. So I think a lot of that is simply going to be is the legislature going to stay the course in providing the funding that was expected? We anticipate that be the case. We will be watching that. If there are other issues around educational quality, licensure that tend to come up, we'll report those. But that's not really risen to the top as a big topic right now. The second pathway area is really helping all kids succeed, right. equity issues. Couple things again, I'll mention quickly and see if anyone wants to add. As many of you know, for the past six months, really there's been a big focus in developing stronger early childhood programs mm-hmm. in the state of Kansas. While we are not seeing any specific legislation right now, I think there is going to be a focus on, if possible, expanded funding for things like uh, early childhood education programs, uh, support for uh, child care initiatives, some of these things. We'll be watching that very closely, and there will be a breakout session on Thursday morning um, with Melissa Rooker, uh, who is uh, the executive director of the Children's right. Cabinet, Amanda Peterson, who is the lead person in the Department of Education. And, uh, related to that issue around equity is also high-risk students or at-risk students. Um, the particular topic uh, is going to be removing the sunset on high-density waiting and the issues that are coming out around the audit that came out that is really, I think, generating a lot of questions on how we do at-risk programming. Expect legislative uh, interest on that. And then kind of the final big topic in this area, special education. Um, As I think many of you know, uh, we continue, despite the additional funding, to to lag behind full funding of the IDEA program. Uh, The state board has suggested that savings in school funding go to that, go toward fully funding special education. We'll have to see what the governor says on that. Observations around any of those guys, again, not, you know, one area we know we need to do something, some other areas that will get attention. It's not quite as clear what the legislature may do. Well, on on special ed, I think uh, the, uh, uh, in addition to the savings, I mean, we were seeing some pretty good revenue reports over the past year, and so I think that uh, uh, helps in, in maybe those efforts to kind of increase funding there. That's right. So I think that will be a topic. Um, uh, well, of course, we're going to continue to see there will be a lot of other interest in that area, and certainly one of those other, again, kind of a balance, a big part of what's driving the cost of special education are early identification programs, which are very important. Uh, of course, there's also sort of a, a, a push to say, well, if we could reach students even before they get to school, 
mm-hmm. we might be able to reduce some of those. So I think prioritizing dollars are, are going to be real critical. Obviously, early education has been a big priority of this governor. I wanted to note also we're going to have a federal update on Thursday that will feature a discussion of federal efforts to fully fund the IDEA uh, the proposal is to fund it over a number of years in order to kind of minimize the shock to the federal budget, but but that is something we'll be discussing with some D.C. experts on Thursday. Good point. The third kind of topic that we focus on is student health and safety. Um, as, just as, as we've indicated with the Attorney General talking about suicide, foster care, the whole issue of how we deal with health, safety, uh, issues of trauma is going to be critically important. We expect there will be legislative focus on vaping in some way. Right. We expect there will be at least briefings and reaction to the work on bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, state uh, board or commissioner put together a, 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 commi- a task force that came up with a number of recommendations, none specifically in the area of legislation, but last year there was a lot of legislation in this area. Uh, and then health care access is going to be a topic. Guys, what, what do you see possibly happening in these areas? Well, I, I think there's been a lot of work done this past year, especially over at the Kansas State Department of Education and State Board on these issues, on bullying and vaping. And uh, I think so far, uh, the work that has been done has been kind of praised on all, on all fronts. The vaping thing kind of exploded on yeah. everyone. And uh, it's, been a, uh, it's been a tight uh, a curve to get educated on that and to see what, what can happen. But uh, I think the state board should be congratulated in in taking uh, some of the lead on these issues. They have a vaping policy that that prohibits uh, vaping and tobacco use on school grounds, students, staff, visitors. Uh, So they've taken action on that. The bullying task force report has a lot of uh, good recommendations. Uh, Basically, the main one is we have to create a caring uh, environment in our schools. So uh, I think legislators will take a lot of time analyzing uh, those uh, issues, and uh, th- this this may get a lot of attention during the session. That's right. I think regarding um, healthcare access, we'll be watching for possible efforts to maybe loop in for Medicaid reimbursement the charges that schools incur when they provide in-school medical services to children who are not on an IEP. Right. That's something that uh, we'll keep an eye out for. There's a there's some action that the state would need to take to make that happen. It would certainly uh, help everybody's general fund bottom line right. if, uh, if they could bill Medicaid for some of those services. So we'll be keeping an eye out for that. KSB's uh, policy that we adopted in December does support um, access to to school related care and and looking at that that provision of, of possibly being reimbursed for those services. And we should note, and that's a, uh, that, that there's there, there's the big issue of Medicaid expansion, which has got a lot of attention, right. <clears throat> and the announcement, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday, that. Governor Kelly and uh, the Senate Majority Leader have reached an agreement on a bipartisan plan that has 11 Democratic co-sponsors and 11 Republican co-sponsors, and and that, with the governor's support, 
would likely be acceptable to the coalition in the House that passed it last year could mean that this potentially very explosive and divisive issue might be resolved fairly quickly. Right. Uh, that then might allow, if not immediately, uh, then time to look at some of these other issues. Right. What Lee is talking about is an issue that would, again, is not big Medicaid expansion, right. but it would allow schools to draw down more Medicaid dollars uh, still early in the discussion. And I think our general feeling was most most people in Kansas want to get the big issue taken care of if they right. can, and then perhaps be able to look at whether this could, could bring uh, some additional resources there. While KSB did not take a specific position on Medicaid expansion, we did adopt a position uh, really supporting efforts to get more kids covered and to provide you know good health care access in communities because the impact that has on students and That's their right. families. Um, so certainly uh, a bipartisan plan to not only expand Medicaid, or Medi uh, but also what was announced yesterday was a, a, a new focus on sustaining rural health care right. could be critically important to many of our rural schools in those communities. So we will certainly be following that and, and trying to know enough about what we're talking about to let you know. The next area of, uh, of interest that we'll expect a lot of attention to be paid to that KSB has kind of a pathway approach is what we call post-secondary success. And it just really ties into the idea that the whole Kansans Can effort is to help get kids prepared, you know, not just to pass a test, mm -hmm. but to be successful in college, in careers, in other post-secondary training. Uh, so this is something that I guess I phrase it this way. Uh, there's kind of a sense that, well, with Gannon and a plan in place we've we've kind of taken care of what we needed to do with k-12 i think there's a lot of sense of our friends in higher education that they've really had to wait they've fallen behind what do we expect might be some topics coming out of, uh, of that area well i think the main one is funding uh, you know the regions have sustained some cuts in recent right. years and uh, they would like to recoup that money and and uh, be able to keep tuition down because the relationship between right. state funding and tuition is always kind of a seesaw. And uh, so I think that's one of the main uh, issues that they'll, they'll be uh, talking about. Yeah. Related to that are going to be some questions, again, of that overlap. Um, one thing that was very successful, uh, so successful we sort of <laughs> fell behind on funding, was the uh, state payments for students taking career tech courses right. from post-secondary institutions. As I think many people are now aware, there is initiative to, to try to get to a point where the state would also fully cover the cost for high school students to take college courses through concurrent enrollment courses. Uh, this would allow students to, you know, uh, really get a start, kind of a down payment paid by the state uh, toward academic programs as well as CTE programs. <clears throat> One of the issues tied to this is the um, uh, ability to have faculty to do this. Right. So again, this is something that will not directly K-12 funding, we do think does have an impact on our goal to better prepare uh, students for post-secondary success, so we will be watching that. <clears throat> there are a couple of other issues that may not directly affect K-12, but we could get caught in, uh, uh, kind of caught in their wake in some ways. One is <clears throat> there is a lot of legislative concern over a couple of Supreme Court decisions right. last year, not in education funding, particularly around abortion is the most controversial one, that could result in either efforts to change the uh, 
the, the decision on abortion, for example, by limiting the role of the courts. But, you know, that brings in the whole question of the role of the court, how judges are appointed, and there's still some lingering concerns over the court's role in school funding. So we will be watching that issue because it could potentially affect the role of judiciary beyond those immediate decisions. Uh, so one thing, and I, again, I don't know whether you guys want to weigh in on that. Uh, well, this has been going on for, I, I guess, forever. <laughs> and uh, the uh, there are certain segments within the legislature that uh, are very... Um, uh, angry over the Kansas Supreme Court's decision in that abortion, that abortion decision. Uh, of course, the way we we select judges, if it's if it's uh, impacted in some way, that could affect future rulings in school finance cases. So, why it may seem like it doesn't touch us, it really does, because obviously all of our funding issues have gone before the court over the past, I don't know, 20 years. Right. Yeah, so we'll definitely be keeping an eye on that debate for any forays into the into the court's authority to be part of the three three branches of government. Right. Uh, another area that, again, may not directly affect education, but indirectly could have a big impact, is, of course, ongoing tax policy. Um, and this is something we have been noting that... Um, since the uh, repeal of the income, the largely repeal of the uh, income tax cuts several years ago, state revenues have been much more stable. They've tended to run ahead of expectations most of the time. We, we actually are going into this session. Well, in November, uh, the estimators added about half a billion dollars in right. additional revenue over two years, which has dramatically stabilized the budget situation uh, and made it look much more likely that those out-year costs of school funding will be able to uh, be paid for. <clears throat> However, there are a lot of people who are kind of saying, well, this money's rolling in, we need to give some of that back. And I think there's going to be a couple of things that will be looked at. Number one, um, the governor's tax reform council has talked about trying to increase food sales tax rebate as a way, as a less expensive way of reducing the impact of the sales tax on food and doing something around the area of property tax relief, likely by reestablishing or, or funding some existing programs that have not been funding where the state essentially sends money to local governments right. to require or try to require that property taxes be reduced. On the other hand, uh, there's still legislative interest in all the way going back really two years ago to the federal tax cuts mm -hmm. that in kind of indirectly raise state taxes by dealing with state state exemptions, deductions, those things, the, the, the so-called windfall. Last year, the, the legislature passed two different bills that were vetoed by the governor that kind of went too far, she thought, in that area. Into this mix, the uh, State Chamber of Commerce, very powerful organization, has worked with the Tax Foundation and come up with a, a whole series of tax reform plans um, that 
also have to do with corporate taxation, taxing services, a whole, a whole host of things that they will argue would be necessary to make Kansas more competitive, grow our economy, grow our population. So all of those could have an impact on the dollars available for education funding, higher education funding, early childhood, all the things that we've talked about that have a price tag could be affected by those policies, as well as, of course, the underlying growth within the state economy. So we will be watching those issues very closely as well. So I think those that, that's what we see as the sense of some of the big issues uh, coming forward. You know, as always, we would we would if you know, if you're watching this, you you probably know how you find our information. <laughs> uh, but we certainly hope that you uh, are aware. In addition to this, our social media presence, our daily email uh, presence, and updates that we give you. Uh, all of our uh, testimony is is made available on our website. It's available, uh, and then whenever we provide new information, analysis, resources, we put those on our website, uh, on our key advocacy resources page, mm -hmm. which you can access under the advocacy tab uh, on our on our on our home page. Uh, so I think that that pretty much stays within. We wanted to keep this within a half hour. I've not seen any questions coming forward. Is there anything else that will give you maybe just a moment um, to see whether anything comes in? But as always, you can reach us at any time. We'll get back to you. And we certainly plan, uh, well, probably Monday to return to our daily Facebook Lives. Uh, we'll be looking That's to right. do that uh, from the state capitol. Those proved to be pretty popular. Um, as always, we welcome your feedback. We welcome your recommendations from improvement. Guys, have I missed anything you want to add before we wrap up? I think we've covered it pretty well. Yeah. Looking looking forward to the session and to the future of, of the state and, in 2020. And I just might add, you know, all these issues, all these legislators are going to be up for re-election, so that, that may have an impact on what they do this session. <laughs> Absolutely you, you good know. point. Uh, they will certainly be mindful of that, I guess, as democracy works its will. So, mm -hmm. okay, well, guys, thank you very much. Rob, thank you for managing things and, and suppressing your coughs as much as we hope you did. <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, for viewing whenever you do. So one last point, we're looking for feedback uh, as to any preferences over the timing of of our weekly uh, um, efforts, usually, of course, uh, 12.30 Friday. Sometimes if, if we have a, an early break or a long weekend, we'll move earlier. We're talking about maybe trying to make our standard time earlier during the day on Fridays. Would welcome your feedback. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.